So I want to uh, send out the children right now. It's children in worship time. Es el tiempo de niños en adoración. I want to give them that opportunity to head out. Excited that we have that ministry. Es un placer tener ese ministerio. As they're going away for their time in God's Word, we're going to have our time in God's Word. I invite you to get a Bible. Pull it up on your phone or if you've brought one or if you need one. They're in the tables in the back. Hay Biblias detrás o pueden usar su teléfono, cualquier cosa. And I want to read for us. We're in this third Sunday of a series called The Christmas Code. Estamos en esa serie, La Clave de Navidad. We're looking at keywords that point us to something significant about Christ's coming. Palabras clave acerca de la venida de Cristo. And our reading uh, today, again, is going to be from the prophet Isaiah. Estamos leyendo de Isaías. Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 16. Isaías 7, del 10 al 16. Page numbers are up there. And as you're getting there, I want to let you know I'm going to read first in Spanish. And then I'll read it in English. Voy a leer primero en español, después en inglés. So we have this amazing opportunity in this moment to look into God's word. Let's look in deeply and with open hearts. Miremos la palabra de Dios con corazones abiertos. El Señor se dirigió a Cas de nuevo. Pide que el Señor tu Dios te dé una señal, ya sea en lo más profundo de la tierra o en lo más alto del cielo. Pero Acas respondió, no pondré a prueba al Señor, ni le pediré nada. Entonces Isaías dijo, escuchen ahora ustedes, los de la dinastía de David, ¿no les basta con agotar la paciencia de los hombres que hacen lo mismo con mi Dios? Por eso el Señor mismo les dará una señal. La Virgen concebirá y dará a luz un hijo y lo llamará Emanuel. Cuando sepa elegir lo bueno y rechazar lo malo, comerá cuajada con miel. Porque antes de que el niño sepa elegir lo bueno y rechazar lo malo, la tierra de los dos reyes que tú temes quedará abandonada. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will eat curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. But before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. So, uh, it was a dark summer night. Fue una noche oscura del verano. My wife Mindy and I had been traveling all day. We'd been on the road for 16 hours. We had over two hours to go yet to reach our destination. Mi esposa y yo estábamos viajando 16 horas con dos horas más para llegar a nuestro destino. And we were traveling on Interstate 80 through the long state of Pennsylvania. If you've ever been out that way, it is a long haul. Atravesábamos Pennsylvania. And we were on our way to New Jersey uh, where we were going to live and where I was going to study for three years in seminary to prepare for the ministry. Estábamos en camino a Nueva Jersey donde yo iba a prepararme para el ministerio en el seminario. And it had not been a good day. Okay? No fue un día muy 
muy exitoso. I was driving one car. I had a trailer. I was pulling a little U-Haul with all of our worldly goods in it. Jalaba yo un remolque con nuestros bienes. And my car had overheated at least three times in the mountains of Pennsylvania. We were having trouble. Uh, mi carro había sobrecalentado tres veces. Mindy was behind me in our other car. Mindy me, me seguía en el otro carro. And we were attempting to turn off of Interstate 80 onto Highway 33 to go to New Jersey. Intentábamos salir de la, de, de la ruta para agarrar la 33. It was midnight. So get the picture here. No moon. And it was incredibly dark. Era de medianoche, ninguna luna, estaba oscuro. And we came up to the exit ramp to, to get on this road. And I, I can tell you, I can remember it as if it were yesterday. It seemed like all the trees were closing in over the road. Parecía como los árboles estuvieran sobre el camino. And as we got to that exit ramp, I can remember just barely seeing a little tiny arrow. But by the time I saw that arrow, it was too late. I had passed the ramp. Yo perdí la salida. I missed the exit. The only solution was for us to go five miles down the road. Teníamos que seguir cinco millas. Go over the freeway, turn around, come back ten miles. Volver diez millas, go over, and try again. Teníamos que intentarlo otra vez. And on the second time, I almost failed again. I literally slowed down to about 25, 30 miles an hour. Deceleré a 25 millas por hora. And even so, I almost missed it. Barely got on this thing. By a whisker. Apenas agarré la salida. And I can still remember that night. It was so dark. It was, we were so tired. We were so stressed out. Estábamos tan cansados y estresados. It was just a harrowing experience. Fue una experiencia terrible. It was almost as if someone didn't want us to go to seminary. And I think you know what I'm talking about. It's terrible. So what we needed was some help. We needed a little bit of light on our path. We needed a sign. Ocupábamos ayuda, una señal. And yet we didn't have it. Have you ever been in something like that, in a situation? Have you ever felt like the, the darkness around you is just closing in and you have no escape? ¿Se han sentido como si la, la oscuridad les rodeara sin escape? If you've ever been in a situation, you understand the tenseness of it. You understand the, the fear. And if you can identify with that kind of situation, then that puts you in the middle of what's going on in Isaiah chapter 7. Eso es lo que pasa en Isaiah 7. Here we find in Isaiah chapter 7 a conversation, and it, it's involving King Ahaz. Ahaz is the king of Judah, the southern kingdom of God's people. And he and the people of Judah are in a situation where the darkness is closing around them. Les están rodeando las tinieblas. In the form of this, two kings, two armies from the king of Aram and the king of Israel, the northern tribes, those two armies have come against Jerusalem and they surrounded completely the city of Jerusalem and there is no escape. Los ejércitos de Siria e Israel han rodeado Jerusalén sin escape. They've come down and they've swept in and you can see from the map on the screen, if we can get that up there, how they've just completely surrounded that place. And there's no way to get out. 
Isaiah 7.2 says that the people are so afraid, the king is so afraid, that they're shaken like trees in the forest by the wind. Están como estremecidos por el viento, por el temor. And God speaks to Ahaz. God says, don't worry, it's not going to happen. You're not going to be overrun. Yo le dice a Ahaz, no, no vas a ser atacado y, y, y no te van a, a, a sorprender. And Ahaz is like, oh, whatever, God. And then in chapter 7, verse 10, God speaks again. Dios le habla otra vez, and he says, Ahaz, ask me for a sign. I'll give you one in this dark situation. Te daré una señal. Whether it's in the highest heavens or deepest depths, I'll give you a sign. I'll tell you where the exit is. I will give you a ramp out of this. I'll give you an escape. Te daré una salida en esta situación. Just ask me for a sign. And Ahaz surprisingly says, No, I'm, I'm good, God. I got this. I, no, I don't, I don't need to get a sign. Uh, and then he tries to sound spiritual. I'm not going to test God. No quiero poner a prueba a Dios, dice. And the prophet Isaiah comes. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're not just uh, uh, making me impatient. You're not just bothering a human being here. You are testing God. You're, you're, you're bothering God to the max. Le estás molestando a Dios, no solo a mí, le dice. And then in chapter 7, verse 14, Isaiah says this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. That name means God with us. Por eso el Señor mismo les dará una señal. La virgen concebirá y dará a luz un hijo y lo llamará Emmanuel, que significa Dios con nosotros. And then in verse 16, Isaiah says this. Before this boy that's going to be born knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. Antes de que el niño sepa elegir lo bueno y rechazar lo malo, la tierra de los dos reyes que temes quedará abandonada. And so with those words, it's as if God plants in the middle of this dark situation, this massive flashing neon sign. This big arrow that says, here's how you get out of this, Ahaz. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how you escape. Es como si Dios plantara una gran señal de neón estellando para decir, así es el escape. Here's what's going to happen. It starts with a virgin. Comienza con una virgen. And then there is a child that's born, a boy. Hay un niño que nace. And it's going to end up with God being with you. Y Dios les va a estar allí. The sign is a child. The sign is a child who will be born. And Isaiah says that before this child grows up, before this child gets to the age of knowing the difference between right and wrong, or in other words, making their own decisions, before this child gets to adulthood, these two kings that have you surrounded, they will be gone, you will survive, and God will show up. Antes que el niño crezca a tomar sus propias decisiones, estos reyes quedarán destruidos, y Dios estará ahí, y tú vas a vivir. That's the sign. Now, it's not the sign that Ahaz was looking for. 
Because he wasn't looking for a sign. No la señal que buscaba este acaso porque no la buscaba. It's not the sign that Ahaz wanted because he didn't want a sign. He said, no, I'm good. Y no es la señal que él quería porque no la quería. It's not the sign that Ahaz deserved. Because of his pride, he didn't deserve a sign. No es la señal que merecía por su orgullo. But this much we can say. It's the sign that he needed. It's the sign that he needed to get out of this situation. Es la señal que él ocupaba. God is going to come down and make a way out. Now, like all good Old Testament prophecies, these words from Isaiah, we need to understand that they, they are pointing ahead. Like all good Old Testament prophecy, there is a near-term situation and a long-term situation that this is pointing to. It's pointing to a, a near-term fulfillment and a long-term fulfillment. Hay un cumplimiento cercano y lejano como las profecías del Antiguo Testamento. You probably heard me talk about this because we've looked at different prophecies in the Old Testament. And I like to, to think of it as the sights on a gun barrel. Es, es como las miras de un rifle. You've got uh, one gun sight that's closer and you've got one that's farther. Hay una mira de lejos, yo, uh, de lejos y de, de cerca. And when you're shooting a gun, you've got to line them up and then you try to hit your target. Tienen que alinearse. Same is true here. There's a near-term and a long-term fulfillment. Un cumplimiento cercano y lejano. So the short-term fulfillment, actually, I think, is harder. Es más difícil lo de, lo de cerca. There's a debate about it, actually, and I went into this a little bit. But Bible scholars don't know for sure. But here's what I think, and here's what I think makes sense based on just reading simply the Word of God. Eso es lo que tiene sentido. The short-term fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy is found in the very next chapter. Está en el próximo capítulo, chapter 8, verse 3, capítulo 8, 3. Isaiah writes, he says, Then I went to the prophetess, that's his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to a son. Luego tuve relaciones con la profetisa, la esposa Isaías, y ella concibió y dio a luz un hijo. And the Lord said to me, name him Meir Shalal Hashbaz. Ponle por nombre Meir Shalal Hashbaz. Before the boy knows how to say, my father or mother, the wealth of Damascus, that's the capital of Aram, and the plunder of Samaria, that's the capital of Israel, will be carried off by the king of Assyria. Antes de que el niño aprenda a decir papá y mamá, la riqueza de Damasco, capital de Siria, el botín de Samaria, capital de Israel, serán llevados ante el rey de Asiria. So basically this is saying here that Isaiah's wife is to give birth to a son. Isaiah's wife has a baby. La esposa de Isaías tiene un niño. And they give him a, a strange name. In fact, This is a Bible trivia point. This is the longest name you're going to find in the Bible. It's the nombre más largo de la Biblia. Meir Shalal Hashbaz. How'd you like to give your child that kind of name? Meir Shalal Hashbaz. That takes a long time. How'd you like to order something? Order up for Meir Shalal Hashbaz. Wow. What does it mean? It means quick to the plunder. Swift to the spoil. Rápido para llegar And the promise given here is similar to the promise a chapter earlier. The promise here is that before this boy 
grows up before this boy is even able to talk and say, Mom and Dad, before this, knee, this child gets bigger, the Lord is going to send a third king, the king of Assyria, to come in and swipe through the territory of, of Syria, of Aram, the kingdom to the north, and of Israel, and ransack them. That king will be swift to the spoil, quick to the plunder. Just like that, Ahaz will be delivered. Antes que el niño crezca, el rey de Asiria será rápido a llegar al botín de Siria e Israel. Now, that sounds like it fits, right? There's just one problem, and maybe this is why there's a debate. Hay un problema. Isaiah's wife is not a virgin. Su esposa no es virgen. In fact, she's had another child before. Ha tenido hijo antes. So does that mean this prophecy is invalid? Does that mean that this isn't talking about that? Es invalida la profecía? I don't think so. Why? Well, again, experts will tell us that the name virgin or the word virgin in chapter 7, verse 14, look at that, the word virgin. The word in the original language of the Bible is a bit ambiguous. It can mean virgin or it can mean young woman. La palabra virgen puede decir virgen o mujer joven. Isaiah's wife is not a virgin, but she is a young woman. Ella no es virgen, sino es una mujer joven. The Hebrew word is a little hard to pin down. Yeah, she's a young woman. That fits. Ella es una mujer joven. Sounds good. That works. But then we've got another problem. Hay otro problema. Is that word in Isaiah 7:14 then, is it talking about a young woman? Or is it talking about a virgin? ¿Se trata esto de una mujer joven o de una virgen? The answer is both. Both. Las dos son verdad. Why? Because here's where the long-term fulfillment comes in. Aquí viene el cumplimiento a largo plazo. We fast forward in the Bible 800 years to Mar or Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. Mateo 1, versículo 20. It's a story you probably all know. The angel, an angel from God, appears to this man named Joseph. El ángel le aparece a José. And in Matthew 1.20, the angel says to Joseph, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. No temas a recibir a María por esposa, dice el ángel, porque ella ha concebido por obra del Espíritu Santo. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Dará a luz un hijo y le pondrás por nombre Jesús, porque él salvará a su pueblo de sus pecados. And then in verse 23 it says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Which prophet? The prophet Isaiah. Todo eso sucedió para que se cumpliera lo que el Señor había dicho por medio del profeta Isaías. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. La Virgen concebirá y dará a luz un hijo y lo llamarán Emmanuel, que significa Dios con nosotros. The virgin is Mary. La Virgen es María. 
The child is Jesus, God with us. Es Dios con nosotros, el Hijo Jesús. The Christmas code word we're looking at today that we're talking about is the word sign. La palabra clave es señal. And a sign points to something. And the sign we are looking for is from Isaiah 7:14. La señal está en Isaías 7:14. It's a huge sign. It is a massive sign in Scripture. In fact, this sign is so big, it refers to a married young woman who gives birth to a prophet's son. Se refiere a la mujer joven que da a luz el hijo del profeta. But it also refers to an unmarried virgin woman who gives birth to God's son. Se refiere a una virgen que da luz al hijo de Dios. Isaiah's son was a sign. El hijo de Isaías fue una señal. He was a sign that God would deliver the people of Judah and Ahaz and he would destroy the kings of Aram and of Israel. Fue señal que Dios destruiría los reyes de, uh, de Siria y Israel. But God's son is a greater sign. God's son is the sign that God is going to destroy two kings. The king of sin and the king of death. El hijo de Dios va a destruir los reyes del pecado y de la muerte. Because you see, God's son comes into the world in a situation where the entire human race is surrounded by those kings. The entire human race is surrounded by sin, surrounded by death. And there is no escape. No one escapes. Están rodeados del pecado de la muerte. Toda la raza humana está rodeada. There's no way out. There's no exodus. No hay ningún camino de salida. And then God himself gives a sign. Jesus comes. And he creates a way out. He creates that exit ramp in his life, in his death, in his resurrection. Jesús crea esa, esa rampa de salida por nosotros. Jesus fulfills this prophecy completely. In fact, it's interesting to note, Isaiah's son was born with two kings surrounding him, but Jesus was also born with two kings surrounding him. Jesús nació con dos reyes que lo rodeó. The first was Caesar Augustus. Cesar Agosto. Caesar Augustus, the emperor of Rome, he tried to dictate where Jesus would be born. He tried to dictate circumstances and control things. Intentaba controlar el destino de Jesús. Sends Mary and Joseph, not knowing it, but he does. He sends them to Bethlehem for a census for taxing. Les envía María José a Belén. And there Jesus is born in a dark, dirty stable. Caesar tried to have his way to control Jesus and to control the nations, but all he did was fulfill a prophecy that God's son would be born in Bethlehem. Cumplió con la profecía que el Hijo de Dios nacería en Belén. The second king is King Herod. 
Herodes es el segundo. What happens with Herod? Herod wants to kill Jesus. He's jealous. He hates him. Quiere matar a Jesús. And in that, Mary and Joseph go off to Egypt. Se escapan María José a Egipto con Jesús. But even in that, even in that king's effort to destroy the plan of God, he ends up fulfilling the prophecy that God would call his son out of Egypt. Se cumple la profecía que Dios va a llamar a su hijo de Egipto. Now that's all very interesting, but history tells us something else. Hay algo más de la historia. History would tell us that before Jesus was three years old, antes de tener tres años Jesús, before he could probably hardly talk, King Herod died. Herodes murió. And before Jesus reached the age of adulthood, which would be 20 years as a Jewish man, he was actually less than 18 years old, Caesar Augustus died. Antes de llegar a los 18 años, Jesús, Agosto también murió. The two kings died before Jesus came to the age of accountability. You see, what I'm trying to say is this lines up. God's word is faithful. And this prophecy points to Jesus. He's not the sign you and I expected. No es la señal que esperábamos. Why? Because we never had to wait for him. Others had to wait for him, but we never had to wait for him. No teníamos que esperarlo. He's not the sign we were looking for. No es la señal que buscábamos. Because the Bible says that in our sin, we weren't looking for God. We were going astray like sheep. This sign came looking for us. Esta señal vino a buscarnos. He's not the sign you and I deserved. No es la señal que merecíamos. We don't deserve a sign. We deserve to be left in our darkness and our sin. Because of our pride. Because of our efforts. Like Ahaz to say, no God, I'm good. Don't need you. No es la señal que merecíamos por nuestro pecado. But this one, Jesus, is the sign that we need. He's the one we need. Él es la señal que sí hace falta. He's Emmanuel. God with us. Él es Dios con nosotros. And he's God for us. He comes for us. He's for us on the cross. He's for us in his resurrection. He's for us in his ascension and pouring out his Holy Spirit. He's always for us. Él es Dios de nuestra parte, su muerte, resurrección, etc. The Lord himself will give you a sign. And the Lord himself is the sign. El Señor mismo les dará una señal y el mismo es la señal. What more could we need? There are times when I get into places where I think, oh, I just wish God would write it in the sky, what I'm supposed to do. I wish God would give me a sign that I know this is going to turn out. I wish God could just give me some indication that he's there, that he loves me, that he's taking care of me, that this is all going to be good. Si solo Dios me diera una señal, a veces me digo, si, si solo supiera que él me ama, que está conmigo, guess what? We have a sign. Shining out of 2,000 years of history, God has, has come to this earth and the sign of Jesus is so big, so massive, it shines today if we would but see it. La señal brilla hasta el día de hoy. 
And so the reality is no matter how dark things might seem for us and how much we might feel surrounded by hopelessness and tragedy and injustice and insanity and evil, the truth is there's always an escape. There's always an exit ramp. There is a way out, an exodus, and the way is the sign. Jesus, the way, the truth, the life. No importa lo oscuro que están las cosas, la salida es Jesús, el camino, la verdad y la vida. That's such good news. We don't have to look for a sign, we have it. So, where might you this morning feel that you're in one of those situations where the darkness is closing in. ¿Dónde se sienten rodeados de la oscuridad? I don't know about you, but it's felt like that all year to me with the, you know, the pandemic and the economic difficulties and challenges and, and the chaos of our, uh, our nation and world and everything happening. It's almost like, oh my goodness, everything's closing in on us here con la pandemia, la economía, el caos político, parece que, que estamos rodeados de la oscuridad. But Isaiah here would say, here's God's invitation. In the darkness, pay attention to the sign. Pay attention to the sign. Presten atención a la señal. The sign is Jesus Get to know Jesus wherever you may be in the darkness. Conozca a Jesús en la, la oscuridad. How do we get to know Jesus? We get to know Jesus through His Word. La conocemos por medio de la palabra. In fact, I was going to mention earlier, we're starting another two-year cycle of reading the Bible. And we have new plans for you today. And we want you to start getting ready for that. Vamos a entrar en otro ciclo para leer la Biblia en dos años. Tenemos un plan. And you say, I'm too busy I'm too busy. You're too busy to read the signs? You've got a sign. Get to know him through his word. Conozcalo por medio de su palabra. Get to know him. Relate to him. How can we relate to Jesus? ¿Cómo nos relacionamos con Jesús? We can have a relationship with him here and now, not only through his word, but through his Holy Spirit. We have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Tenemos el Espíritu Santo. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God, but the Holy Spirit is Jesus, the risen Lord with us, and Jesus is God with us. El Espíritu Santo es Jesús con nosotros y Jesús es Dios con nosotros. Love this sign. Love Jesus. Amen a Jesús. How do you do that? It's what we're doing right now. Worship him and love his people. Serve his people. Serve his body. Sirvan a su cuerpo. Learn how to follow him, obey him daily. Because you see, what God wants to do with you and me is make us a sign. We are a sign to a world lost in darkness. Nos somos, somos una señal al mundo en la oscuridad. This is what I'm seeing. I don't know if you're seeing it. But in the midst of all that we've been through this week, or this year rather, in this pandemic, as the darkness closes in, there are people that are either going to respond to the sign and, and flock to Jesus, or there are others that are going to be like Ahaz, and their hearts are going to become hard. They're going to say, thank you, God, but no. The solution's got to be somewhere else, but it's not you. 
A los que se endurecen corazón dicen, no gracias Dios, no quiero conocerte. They don't want to know God. We are assigned to the world to say, here is where your escape lies, if you will take it. Aquí tu escape, si la agarras. And so, this week I want to encourage us. Pay attention to the sign. It's not what we're always looking for, but it's what we need. No es siempre lo que buscamos, pero hay que prestar atención a la señal. Es lo que necesitamos. Let's pray together, shall we? Oremos. Lord Jesus, sometimes we are so distracted looking for a Savior that we want that we fail to look for the one we need. A veces buscamos lo que queremos en vez de buscar lo que necesitamos. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord, especially in this time of year. Help us to see how brightly you shine. You are the light of the world. Tú eres la luz del mundo, Jesús. We thank you, God, for your word, for how it lines up, for how it makes sense. Help us to stay close to this word that is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. Que podamos, en tu palabra, encontrar la luz que ocupamos, una luz para nuestra senda. We love you, Jesus, and we give ourselves to follow you as our sign, as God with us. Te seguimos como nuestra señal, como Dios con nosotros, Señor Jesús. It's in your name we pray. Amen.